Create for No Reason is your weekly dose of courage to stop making excuses and start bringing your ideas to life. Hello, hello. I hope you are doing awesome. I am recording this as it is very dreary outside and rainy and there is a tropical storm warning in the area and uh, got me thinking... How do you spend a day when it's raining? If it's raining, do you cuddle up and just watch a movie? Or are you someone who decides to maybe clean out their closet or get some work done or record a podcast episode? (laughs) I'm always curious how people spend their, their rainy days. As someone who lives in South Florida, it is typically sunny outside and so we get to spend a lot of time outside and so when we're stuck inside on a on a weekend afternoon sometimes i get a little antsy and i have to i have to get things done i can't be productive if i'm just sitting around so let me know let me know how you spend your rainy days i am very excited about this episode I actually had interviewed my friend Julie last week, and I'm very excited to introduce her to you. We had a really fun conversation about creativity and content creation and how to just be more confident as you are pursuing your dreams. And Julie is just the person to chat about that because she has a a podcast called Casa de Confidence. And I got to be on her show probably a year and a half ago or so. And I'm so excited. I can't believe it took this long uh, for her to be on my show, but I'm excited to introduce you to her. And I hope that you enjoy our conversation. Julie DeLuca Collins is the founder and CEO of Go Confidently Services and the host of the popular Casa de Confidence podcast. As a business and life strategist coach, Julie helps women business owners launch or grow their businesses, get clients, be productive, and achieve their dreams. Julie is also the best-selling author of the newly released book, Confident You, Simple Habits to Live the Life You've Imagined. Julie is a certified as a CBT holistic coach and Tiny Habits certified as well. She is also certified as a social emotional learning facilitator and has completed her 200 hour yoga teacher certification, which is so awesome. I've thought about doing that. I thought maybe, maybe as I get older, I'll get, I'll get yoga certified for a number of different reasons, but Anyway, that's a different that's a different show altogether. <laughs> I'm so excited for you to listen to this episode. I hope you enjoy it. Let me know. Please enjoy my conversation with Julie DeLuca Collins. Julie, welcome to the show. I'm so excited to have you. Wow, it, it is an honor, my friend. Thank you so much for having me. I love that I'm on your show today. Yay. I love that you're on my show today too, <laughs> especially because I got to be on your podcast like a yes. year and a half ago, I think it was. I can't believe it's been that long. I just, I well, I can't, like, I feel like I've known you forever, but I also <laughs> feel like, I don't know, it just happened. But probably because I hear you on Clubhouse and all around the internet webs. <laughs> <laughs> I know, we can't get away from each other. <laughs> no, it's it's all good. Because first of all, you inspire me every time, like, 
first you did the Lizzo dance on TikTok the other day. And I'm like, I love her. This is why I love her so much. Cause she's, you know, and, and you see me trying to practice cause I was going to do at you. And I'm like, oh, forget it. I don't have patience for this today. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. You know, I swore I would never dance on TikTok cause it's yeah. not my thing. And then I remember, I forget what it was. I don't even remember the song anymore, but it was one of those trending songs. And I did it for the first time. I was like, mm -hmm. fine, I'm just going to do it. And it was really fun. Yeah. So then when this Lizzo song, like everyone is doing it, I'm like, you know what? I feel like it's not that hard. I could probably not. do it. Listen, <laughs> you've been a cheerleader or a dance team. You can pick it up. Or even if you're a newbie. But yeah, I haven't allocated the time. And I I, I mean, I know the routine, but it's like, oh, my God, I, I got to do it. So, yeah, so. <laughs> It's, it's coming. It's it's up and coming probably when it's not trending anymore. <laughs> oh my gosh. I know. Right. That's, yeah. that's, that's when you do it. Cause then it's like, oh yeah. Remember that? <laughs> yeah, I did that. <laughs> oh my gosh. Content creating is so interesting. And TikTok, I feel like is such its own world. Oh, a hundred percent. You know, I have given myself permission to just be and in i think that sometimes when we are creating when we are in content creation we feel like there's a rule book we have to follow and tiktok allows us to just be and be free and in you know not curate as much and i think that you know especially you you are very consistent with your brand with your consistency but overall this is a new animal that they were all exploring and having fun with. And I think that that's what it's all about is dip your toe in the water and do the best and, and, and have fun in the process. Like who go into something and have fun, even if you're going to fail, because if you don't, then what's the point of doing it? If you're not going to learn a lesson and have fun in the, in the process. Oh my gosh, totally. Yes. And that's the thing about TikTok is that I mean, I'm not going to be going and doing some Lizzo dance on any other platform. <laughs> it is just yeah. that because I feel like it's such this place where it to me feels like daily vlogs yes. of people that are just sharing mm -hmm. whatever it is they want to share, whether it's dates that they went on or frustration at work or mm -hmm. a fight they had with a neighbor or like yeah. it's the craziest stuff. And it, I find it so fascinating and it's almost... It almost reminds me of what was that movie from years ago with, um, oh gosh, was it, it wasn't Alec Baldwin. It was another Baldwin and, and Sharon Stone sliver. Oh, was it called sliver? Yeah, Where like they yeah, look yeah. into everyone's world yeah. and how people are fascinated by uncovering what it is that people do on yeah. their own in their worlds. And I feel like a lot of people share way yes. too much of their lives. Oh, for sure. I mean, I know plenty of creators in TikTok that I know the drama with their neighbor or their sister or their mama or, and you know what? Here's what I think about this, right? Yes, we are drawn in, but ultimately we are coming up out of an era that we miss the connection and we want to know that, you know, we're normal. Somebody else has drama. Somebody else has intense feelings or reactions to things. And this is what I think the platform really draws people in because it normalizes the human experience that we have and we get it. We're not alone. And maybe we're not ready to put our stuff out there, but we can connect 
to what people are saying there. Yeah. Yeah, that's so true. And you are connecting with a lot of really incredible people mm -hmm. and helping them build their confidence and do more of the things that that they find joy that they are passionate mm -hmm. about. And you do that through a number of different ways, but you all, but one of the main ways is through your podcast, which mm. is such a fun podcast. Thank you. Casa de Confidence. That's with, right. Casa de Confidence. <laughs> so tell us, and you've been doing the show for over two years. That's which, right. April. First of all, congratulations, because as we both know, many podcasters, mm. A, they don't do more than a probably six or seven episodes, let yes. alone two years worth of content. Yeah. And before we press record, Julie, you just said to me that you almost, you've been consistently posting a show every single week. <laughs> you almost missed a week and you didn't allow yourself to. No, we didn't allow ourselves to. And and here's the secret sauce, right? And this is one of the things that I tell to my, my, tell my clients all the time, do what you do best and delegate the rest. I, I'm a talker. I'm a social person. If you told me that I needed to put a podcast and I was going to be the one who's like figuring out how to edit and figure out like, oh, how does this thing go? I mean, I couldn't even plug in my headset for crying out loud. <laughs> <laughs> and I'd like to believe that I'm tech savvy in some ways, but it's not my jam. And I think that that's why I'm successful because as we call it in our house, and for those who don't know and haven't listened to our show, Casa de Confidence is a show of women and some cool dudes going confidently in the direction of their dreams. Now, my co-host for the little intro is my hashtag handsome hot husband, but he's the producer. He is the person who is in charge of the editing and putting it out there. And I do the interviews and then I come and I banter with him for a couple. And that's what allows me to, that's what I do best, right? I, I like to talk. I like to go into conversations and dig deep, but if you find the right person to support you, then you are able to get further ahead and not get stuck in that middle that sometimes can be overwhelming. Yeah. I need to find one of those, a hashtag hot husband. Well, he's for rent. <laughs> that's for sure. I rent him out. <laughs> oh my gosh. And for those that when we start a project, I totally agree to delegate. And what's so awesome is that there are so many great, there's so many great resources out there to find mm -hmm. someone that can support you, that oh, can for sure. find someone to help you. I don't love editing my podcast, mm -hmm. but I will say I've learned a lot mm -hmm. of the back end stuff that has been yeah. really helpful for me so that when I do hire that person, I know how to yeah. instruct them on what needs to get done. Yeah. The, you know, this is one of the conversations that I have with a lot of my clients. And one of the things, and, you know, I'm a business and life strategy coach. And when I'm speaking to someone about doing the thing, yes, there comes a time in which you need to know that it's time to hire somebody else because it's going to give you time back. And time is our greatest commodity. But in order for you to bring in somebody on board, you have to know the thing. And I have to say, for me, that's a failure. I don't know how to do the thing. I know I could figure it out. But ultimately, every other aspect of my business, I know. I sat down and wrote out the procedure. Okay, when you send emails, this is how you do that. When you do this, this is how you do that. Because when I hired an assistant and I hired them fairly 
early in my business career, I wanted to be able to know how to do the thing so that I knew, not because she has to do it just like I do, but I wanted her to understand that I had an expectation for her. And this is where many business owners go wrong. They don't understand that there's a, there's a reason why you should know how to do everything in your business and then learn to delegate it. Yeah, it get, it, it makes it much easier to hire the right person, right? I mean, I think yeah, with, when sure. it comes to hiring, it's such a challenge for any business owner or creator that is trying mm-hmm. to get more out into the world, we have to know how to hire the right person. And there's a lot of people out there that can do really incredible things, but we have to know, hey, this is what I expect you to do. This is the work that needs to get done. Mm -hmm. And especially today, there's so many creative jobs out there. There's social media managers and there's podcasts, like people that just specialize in podcasts, just specialize Mm -hmm. in social media, just specialize in like an account executive type role or a project management role. And we've got to identify what it is that they actually do if we're going to hire them to do what we need them to do in our business. Yeah. And I think that the other thing for creators is that we're really married to our process and to the outcome at times. And there's a point in which you have to be okay with giving up a little bit of the control if it's going to get you to the outcome that you want. And ultimately, if that's- Give up control. People yeah. don't like that, Julie. No, I don't like that either. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. It's it's one of those things that, I mean, I'm not perfect at it. And I have to say that that's one of those areas in which I come back for that lesson. You know how like when you, um, you're at the gym and you're working on a muscle and you're like, oh, I'll never see a muscle there. And then all of a sudden you're like, could that be it? I think I see it. And then the more that you continue to work on it, the more that, you know, it gets stronger and maybe you're not seeing the definition yet, but it's definitely stronger. And that's something that you have to be willing to do, but you have to put into the the work and be willing to know that it's a process. It's not just a one and done. Trust the process. Trust the process. We talk about process a lot on this show because obviously we talk a lot about creativity. Mm -hmm. When it comes to creating, one of the one of the things I find interesting is that we stop ourselves from doing the work we really want to do. And part of that is lack of confidence, which Mm -hmm. obviously you have a podcast all about confidence. Yeah. So (laughs) how can someone who maybe lacks a little bit of confidence in their creative work, how can they gain a little bit more confidence so that they can show up more confidently and actually do the work that they know that they're meant to do? Yeah. So one of the things that I learned um, early on in my career, and I, I started 100 million years ago as a teacher. Um, But one of the things that I've taken from that journey is that skills, confidence, and motivation go hand in hand. Now, I am a certified tiny habits coach. And one of the things that I have learned through the process and in being a part of the, you know, and the research says that motivation is unreliable. So we have to have an aspiration of what we want to do. But ultimately, In order to build confidence, you need to be able to, one, show up to learn the skill and practice the skill and be okay with being a beginner. Because if you're coming in with the expectation that you're going to have a finished product that is perfect, then you're not going to have that. Number two is going to be frustrating. And then number three, you're not going to want to continue to show up. But the more that you practice a skill, the better you become at it. 
And then the more motivated you're going to be to like, oh, let me try that again, right? And then the more that you try it, the more that you do it, the more motivation and confidence you have, the better you get at the skills. So it's very important to try all of those things together, sort of feeding off of each other. And then when you do that, it's going to see, you're going to see the improvement. You're also going to see the growth in the failure because it takes the failure for you to be able to know that, okay, there's a lesson here. What is this lesson going to help me achieve to get me to the next level? And that's important in the process. And when it comes to content creation, it's almost like we can't really look at it as failure. It's just mm-hmm. another rep. Like oh, that's for what sure. I find so interesting about, about any kind of content creation, whether it's videos, a podcast. So mm-hmm. let's talk a little bit about podcasts because obviously you, yeah. you have a podcast. This is a podcast. Yes. You're listening to a podcast. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> and there, And I find there's a lot of people that they say they want to start a podcast. A lot of mm-hmm. them don't start because of whatever reason they probably just, they're just overthinking right. too much. So when it comes to podcasting, how do you get started when you feel like you have to have everything all put together? Or you have to be this incredible interview right off interviewer right off the, off the bat. You know, I think that for me, and this is the way that my podcast kind of rolled out, I knew that I wanted to bring together a message, but I also wanted to create a place where people heard a conversation, just like you and I are talking now, right? Um, I wanted others to see that kind of like listening in in the coffee shop to two girlfriends talking and realizing like, oh, they feel the same way I do. That's so great. Okay, I get it. I'm not the only one. I wanted to create that. Um, and when you're starting a podcast, whether it's going to be an interview or whether it's going to be just, just you sharing, teaching, it's very important to understand that you have a clear plan. I think that a lot of times, in, and that sounds counterintuitive to the creation process, but it sort of creates a plan, creates a safety net that a lot of times for me, I, my, my conversations are very organic, but I do have a set of questions so that if I'm stuck, I can go back. I'm like, uh, what, what should I ask this person? You know, this conversation needs to move a little bit. And it allows me to then not sit here without anything to say. And with a podcast, you know, we think that we do have to be a hundred percent perfect, but what my first episodes for as clumsy as I might've been, They're really fun conversations because I really wanted to have something that people can listen to and gain some knowledge, gain some fun, laughter, be inspired. And the common theme of the first episodes as to 125th episodes later, still the same. It's just a little more polished. It's Mm. just a little better. Right. Your technique, like if you're painting your technique, it gets better or you're you by trial and error. You know that when you combine certain colors or paints, you're going to have a different output um, or you learn how to do shadows better. But it's in the process that you actually become the person that is doing the work. But you have to show up. And that's the consistent, consistent action gets you traction. Most people think that when you're filling a bucket with water, it's so much better if we just turn on the faucet and let it go. But really the reality is like, let it drip. The, you know, one drop at a time is going to get you the same outcome, but it's going to be a better process and the, and it's not going to overturn and it's not going to spill the water. It's actually going to get you what you want. Just be patient. 
consistent action gets you traction. I love that. Thank you. We have that on a (laughs) t-shirt. That's great. I think that's awesome because the showing up is the hard part. Mm, For sure. The getting, you know, I think about it with in the writing process Mm -hmm. a lot. It's the sitting down, it's writing, it's messy, Mm -hmm. it's uncomfortable because you're not (gasps) able to get it out the way that you want it to. And Mm -hmm. it's the same thing with podcasts. I think every episode that I do, there are questions that I feel like I should have asked. Or if I re-listen to it, I'm like, oh, why did you go that direction? Why didn't Mm -hmm. you say this? Or why didn't you ask this question and this after they shared this (sighs) story? But that means that I can take that and move Mm -hmm. it to my next interview and then my next interview. So that's why you just have to keep going and getting better and better. But while you're doing it, I love that you had such the intention of, I want this to be a conversation and I want other people to Mm -hmm. get value out of it because they will get value out of it from episode number one. Yeah. Because they're in a different place. They are in a place where you're a few. I always tell people when it comes to content creating, we can get stuck in this idea of, well, I don't know enough yet. Like, mm-hmm. who am I to share this? Oh, stuff? indeed, indeed. And and I think that I by no means have perfection in my pocket. Because if I did, I don't know. I don't know what I'd be doing if I had perfection in my pocket, right? <laughs> but the key thing to remember, and this is something that you just said that I, I, I want to revisit you go back and you listen to your episodes and you think, oh, I should have asked this. I should have asked that. And for me, um, one of the things that I learned to do is, yes, I can be because our mind is negative, right? Our, we have that, that mind that naturally is going to go to the negative and we're like, oh yeah, I should have done this or I could have asked that. But if we focus on what did I do right and build from that, just like in the writing process, As I was writing my book, I think that one of the biggest things that it would have been really easy to do is like, oh, I'm going to like edit myself and I shouldn't, I don't know if this is right or, and really we get caught up in the story we're telling ourselves that this is not good enough, where the story should be, look at me, I showed up. Even if you wrote one sentence, even if you had an imperfect interview that maybe wasn't as great as you wanted it to, but go And find the goodness in what you're doing now so that you can continue to be more motivated to continue to show up. Because if you feel better about what you're doing, you're going to want to do it more. And that repetition is what makes you better. Yeah. And I think that that's, I love doing the both of, I love doing both of those things. When you're (laughs) looking at, when you look at your work from the perspective of, hey, what do I, what do I like about this? What works? And then mm. what needs to be improved? Both yeah. of those things are awesome. I don't look at it mm-hmm. as a negative. When, I, when, I'm yeah. looking, when I'm listening to something thinking, oh, I should have done this, I'm not looking at that as a negative. I'm looking at so that good. as, oh, I now have an ear mm-hmm. to, to discover what I could have done differently, whereas maybe 10 episodes ago, I wouldn't have even recognized that I could have gone in that different direction. Yeah. And so it's all growth. All mm-hmm. of it is growth. Yeah, you know, I, I we are talking and it's so funny because I'm I'm thinking of a specific thing that I used to do in early episodes. And this is again because I was a beginner in the process when maybe I had to cough or sneeze and I would just like cover my mouth and or whatnot, but the reality is that as my husband has pointed out if I'm going to cough and I can't help it, I have to turn away from the mic, right? To do so. And 
that had to come with practice. I had to build that muscle. For instance, me hearing it, oh, reminded me like, oh, hey, I forgot to do that. I got to do it again next time. So then I became more conscious and aware of what needed to happen. And then eventually now it's an automation for me. And, and that's the other thing that happens too. In, in your process of creating, the more that you show up, no matter what you're doing, you are going to get better. Not because, you know, you're heading that perfection, but because you're automating some of the processes that make you better. So Julie, what does creativity mean to you? Creativity for me means that you're allowing your inner child to come out and play. And we stifle that, for me, that little girl, so many times. But creativity can bring you so much joy. And creativity can give you an opportunity to really be as close to your true self as you can. Because we live in a world that is so regimented at times, right? Have to, this is your schedule and this is what you can do. And we think that there has to be that ability to show up in, in the way that many people expect us to. And then we forget to listen to th that voice that says, do it this way. Or remember when you really like doing it like this? Creativity to me is, and you're going to laugh at this, I don't write in regular ink. I write in pink or green because it reminds me that even though I'm taking notes, I want to make it fun. <laughs> and I want to have like a touch of me into even the most mundane and have, finding the moments to be creative in the mundane and connect to the thing that makes you smile and brings you joy continues to feed that creativity. Oh, I love that. I love bringing creativity into just the mundane and the everyday because it can be found everywhere if we give oh. ourselves the opportunity to notice, mm -hmm. which is beautiful. And the permission. Yes. And the intention. We have to, it's, it's, you know, I'm reading this book called The Art of Noticing by Rob Walker. I heard you talk about this on social. Oh, I just did. I, cause I just did a, I just did a TikTok about well, it. I think that's and where I heard you. <laughs> it's so fascinating because he shares these incredible ideas of how to start noticing the world more around you and mm -hmm. how to spark more creativity. And it's really fun because it's, I mean, literally that's what it is. It's, it, he gives you these exercises that you can do every single day. And I'm like, oh, this is oh so God, cool. This idea of what can we do to start noticing more of what we probably miss every single day. Mm. And that's so fascinating to me because I was, I was, I was walking around in my neighborhood and I noticed there was this painting that is, I probably walked by it a hundred times. Mm -hmm. And I never noticed what it was. And so I took, I stopped and I looked at it and I just like looked at the details and I, and I wow. just kind of made myself sit there and I'm thinking that how many other things in my life do I just miss mm. because I'm not looking for them. I overlook all of these yeah. beautiful things that could happen simply because I'm not noticing. And so I love that book. It's amazing. I'm definitely oh. recommending well, it. Well, I, I put it on my, I put it in my wish list. So oh, awesome. <laughs> I have two books in front of it. And, uh, but I thought, oh, this sounds like right up my alley. I have to say, anytime I need a book recommendation, I find you because I know <laughs> that you have one. 
It's true. You are like my book recommender. I'm so oh my glad gosh. I, I know where to find you for these. There's always, always books to read. Always know, great books I to know. read. What do you find particularly fascinating these days? Like, what are you into right now? Okay, don't laugh. <laughs> I always told myself a story, and I actually did a TikTok about this. I told myself a story that I, every time I bought a plant, I was killing I'm bringing in a new victim into my house. And then I thought, this is why I've never been able to keep a plant alive because I refer to them as my victims. I really need to change my mindset and, you know, quit the negativity of it. And I, I, I don't live in New York City anymore. I live in the suburbs. I have a yard that I would like to have flowers in. And I still can't tell an annual for a perennial. I don't even know what the difference is. And every year I try to figure it out. But I've decided that my plants are going to be my beautiful flower children that I'm bringing into my yard. And that I'm going to nurture them and I'm going to love them. And I'm going to learn how to keep them alive in the process. And that's that's a little bit of what I'm into. And I went away for a week and I have to give props to my husband because normally when I've gone away even for a weekend he forgets to water my plants and I come back to dead flowers but my plants are alive and I'm into them because the other thing that I've been doing is I discovered bird seed and a bird feeder and I am have the thing going and in the mornings when I get up early in the morning and I'm getting my coffee and I sit outside and here are these beautiful birds that are coming to visit and the flowers. And that's the new thing that I'm into because I have never been like that kind of gardening outdoorsy person. And it's a new thing to me. <laughs> I can't believe <laughs> that you called your plants victim. Oh, yeah. I call them all victims. I would buy one. and I'm like, I'm bringing a new victim home. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Isn't that nuts when what mm -hmm. wasn't there a study that talked about plants and and the and the two different plants and when when kids were talking negatively to them and, and positively yeah, to them? Yeah. Correct. It's it's real energy it's real. all this energy stuff. Energy it is, is real. real. Absolutely. And and I think that this is the thing too that um I also have my coach um my business coach 2 years ago gave me an avocado tree. He sent it from Florida to Connecticut and it came first. I got the, the dirt. I'm like, why are you sending me dirt? Then he sent me this little thing that he grew and it was just like the avocado seed with a little like thing stick coming out of it. And I'm like, what am I supposed to do? I'm going to kill this. Like, Don't you know I kill plants? He's like, no, I want you to nurture this like you do your business. And I have to tell you, there's been moments in which the leaves are falling and I'm concerned and I'm like, oh my goodness. But I talk to it and I'm like, nope, I'm going to nurture you. I'm going to water you. I'm going to figure out if you need more sunlight. And I've been creating the environment in which now this darn thing I'm going to have to replant it for the third time because it's outgrowing where it is. And I don't know if eventually I'm going to have a big avocado tree inside my house or what is going on, <laughs> but it's been really fun to see that. But I think that it goes back to the positivity of using that positive energy to focus because when you, what you focus on grows and if you're going to focus on the negativity, you're going to have that grow. So why not? Do it in something that allows you to be in a more comfortable environment and find the positive energy and words to really bask in. And that's what it's all about. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Look at you. Look at you getting all your green thumb on. 
Wow. <laughs> Don't be crazy. I am a begin I am a beginner at this and I'm working on believing that I'm going to be better next year and every time that I actually show up consistently to water my plants. Absolutely. Oh, I yeah. love see the theme. See how that theme goes? It's a good theme. It's a good so, theme. I love it. When it comes to creativity, obviously mm -hmm. you have a business, you're a content mm -hmm. creator, you have a podcast, you do all the things. Would do you have any rituals that help you get into your creative space? Okay. So this is going to come as a shock to you, but I like to journal. And for me, I probably have a journal in most room of my house. I have one here at my desk. I have one in the living room and my Zen den in the, in, in the dining room because I don't think, and yes, I do journal on my phone as well because sometimes I don't have a piece of paper and pen. But for me, that's one of the outlets in which I have ideas and we need to be able to capture the ideas or maybe something just really made me mad and I need to like, okay, I need to just process this or what is it that I am feeling right now? I'm going to write that emotion. And from that emotion, maybe it's just writing how angry I am at something or just being aware of what is going on through my brain and then maybe expanding on it later. But that's one of the things that I use. And, and, and that's the first thing typically that I do in the morning is journal. I, I will do, I'll get up, I let the dogs out and I really sit down and, and spend a, a little bit of quiet time first and then writing out what's in my brain because there's so many things that could be going on in my brain too. And that I love how sometimes I may go in thinking I'm going to journal about one thing and then I have like the greatest new idea for my business or the next best thing that I am going to do for my niece and surprise her. So there's a lot of different things that come up with my journaling time. And and people give themselves a story that is, oh, it's going to take too long. It's too hard. I don't know what to write. You don't even have to write, you know, a, a journal entry that's like a prose or poetry, you can just write a bullet list of things that are bothering you, or you can just come up with words or, you know, just doodle, but really put it to paper because your brain really is able to express itself. And you'd, you'd be amazed at the things that you're able to do when you, when you do that. Yeah. Journaling is definitely something that, you know, I love journaling. No, journaling for sure. is Journaling is the best. It is such a great way to get all of our crazy thoughts out of our head and onto the page. And especially with so many ideas with, mm -hmm. with content. I think content creation is so interesting because we overthink our content and then the we time. stop doing it, right? Like, oh, it's, sure. I don't know how many video ideas I've probably not done simply because I just thought about it too much. <laughs> I, I actually, hold on. This is... Like my newest, I don't know if you can see, this is that I, re oh, where's my paper? I reject no part of me. This is my new TikTok that I'm going to do. And I was actually, when I came here to sit down right before I was going to log in, I was like, huh. Because I, I'm, you know, I asked you, oh, is this video? I didn't really like get ready for the day today. I'm just kind of like in the lounge down low. And then I thought, you know what? I don't re want to reject anything, any part of me, even if I'm not perfect. I want to embrace it all. So, Yeah. You got to write it down and put it down. And that, that can give you your creativity. Don't overthink it. Yes. Don't overthink it and just go, just keep moving. It's like motion. We got to keep, we got to stay in motion, stay in mm -hmm. motion. Yeah. 
I ask all of my guests to share one simple activity that the listeners can do 10 minutes or less to help them spark their creativity. Well, sit in silence. If you're not a writer, and this is where, when I, before I started meditating, a lot of people, you know, would talk about how great meditation was. And I thought, I don't know, that's not for me. And you don't have to sit for half an hour, 10 minutes, but be aware that maybe for 10 minutes, you were just in that moment. And if all of a sudden after, you know, 10 seconds or a minute in, you start thinking about your grocery list or whatever might be going on, be happy that that's part of your human experience. But the more that you practice it, the more that you're going to just be able to build your capacity for being just more present, more fully aware of what is going on in your brain. And then you're going to start to see more capacity overall to be the person that you're meant to be. Mm, I love that. And it's, it's almost just Oh, give yourself some breathing room, man. Yeah. It's like we are so we we are such consumers of information mm-hmm. and content and just ba- background noise too. It's almost like oh, oh indeed, so much. Just be comfortable being silent. Which yeah, is, I think it's it's interesting because so many. I, I just saw this. I don't know if it was an article or a video or whatever it was, but about this woman who was like, I can't even go to the bathroom without like having TikTok on or an Instagram mm-hmm. or be listening to something. It's yep. just like we we are not comfortable in our own silence and are in our own head. Yeah. And and I think that this is where a lot of people build um, the walls. And then, then, then all of a sudden, you know, they're in this pressure cooker and they don't realize that the pressure has to give one way or another. And if you just allow yourself to be open to the idea that, you know, your thoughts are neither good or bad, they're just thoughts. And the more that you look at them, the more that you can actually explore them. And who knows, you may go for a really great ride and a really great experience if you allow yourself that. But we we do have so many opportunities in which we don't allow ourselves to do that. I used to be the person that always had to have noise in the background. I traveled a lot for work. And the first thing I would do getting to the hotels, I would turn on the television and have that background noise. And then I thought, what am I doing? You know, I am the best company I'm going to get. And I'm going <laughs> to nurture that relationship. And sometimes you can't do that if somebody else is speaking. Well, Julie, this was so much fun. Thank you so You're much welcome. for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. I love these conversations. You're amazing at everything that you do. And I'm always such a fan. You are one of my first clubhouse friends (laughs) (laughs) well the feeling is mutual I just love watching you grow and continue to just shine your light into the world you have such this calming Mm. peace about you and it is very confident so your podcast is very well suited for you (laughs) well thank you so much and thank you for having me and having us have this conversation I love it so where's the best way for people to reach out to you I am Julie DeLuca Collins and all of the socials. You can go to my website, which is goconfidentlycoaching.com. And if you want to check out my book, it's Confident You in the podcast, which is my baby. And you can see my interaction with my hashtag handsome hot husband is Casa de Confidence. Well, Julie, you're awesome. Thank you so much. And I will talk to you soon. Thank you so much, Kate. Don't forget, go confidently in the direction of your dreams. Don't you just love that? 
go confidently in the direction of your dreams. I love that she has a podcast called Casa de Confidence because when I think about life and living a more creative and fulfilling life, so much of that is confidence. It's having confidence in your ideas, having confidence in your ability, having confidence in your dreams, believing in your dreams and the and the content you want to create and the things that you want to pursue, the creative pursuits that you're excited about. And the more confident we are, the more we'll show up for ourselves. So I hope this, this episode inspired you to find your inner confidence, to discover a little bit more about your creative pursuits, those things that you're really excited to pursue, maybe some of that content that you want to be creating, but you're stopping yourself from creating it. Why? Stop stopping yourself. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please let me know. I love hearing from you over on Instagram at Kate Volman. I love when you message me and share with me a dream that you're working on or something that a guest or I said on, on the podcast that made you think a little bit about life and creativity. So please message me over there. If you're interested in receiving some weekly updates from me, I share journaling prompts and book recommendations. And I love that Julie says I'm the person that she goes to for book recommendations. That makes me so happy because I read a lot of books. And so I love sharing this. Uh, I love sharing those resources with people. And I do that on my newsletter, Massive Optimism. You can go to massiveoptimism.club, massiveoptimism.club to check that out. And um, if you haven't yet written a review, I would be so grateful if you write a review for the show. It helps more people see it and get it out so that more people can discover these conversations on how to live a more creative and fulfilling life. You are amazing. Thank you so much. I hope you are creating and exploring your creativity and making time for your creative pursuits because that's what life's about. Thank you so much for listening. I so appreciate you. And of course, until next time, go create something.